Welcome back to Mystical Sisterhood. This is Maureen Spielman. I'm so excited to have you here today with my guest, Steph Radke. She is an old friend of mine from college, and we actually reconvened over Mystical Sisterhood. She came back into my life, and I learned a little bit about what she's up to. Steph throughout her life, had worked in intense corporate careers, owning two companies. She's a lifelong fitness junkie, I'll say. And she's run into issues with her body and got into healing sort of in a backdoor way um, when she was introduced to a question that changed really her life, which was, are you going to look below what this injury is telling you? And she started to uncover healing modalities, which led her to establishing her current company, Trebled Souls. And so join me today for this conversation around her life, her loves, her passions, and her current work of sound healing combined with fitness is absolutely fascinating. Thanks for being here as always, and I'll see you in the episode. Hey there, welcome to Mystical Sisterhood. This is your host, Maureen Spielman. I started this show to highlight the intuitives, healers, and other courageous women that I've met along my journey and continue to meet. Through amazing interviews, I seek to ask insightful questions to uncover ways in which you, the listener, can apply the wisdom and knowledge to your own life. I believe that we're all in this together, so sharing healing and joy and bringing community together is both my passion and purpose. If you'd like to learn more about the Mystical Sisterhood community I'm building, please visit www.mysticalsisterhood.com. See you in the episode. Welcome back to Mystical Sisterhood. This is your host, Maureen Spielman. And today I'm sitting down with Steph Radke. And Steph and I met each other. Oh, gosh, Steph, I don't even know how many years ago that was, but um, in Bloomington, Indiana at college. And uh, we had a lot of fun in those days and a lot of laughs and formed bonds. And then a lot of years went by since we've connected and uh, been a part of each other's lives. And I when I was reflecting on um, having this conversation with you today, I thought how mystical sisterhood brought us back together and um, the invitation to come into the space that was created around it. And so we were able to just most recently um, reconnect with a very long conversation and get to know each other as who we are now. So welcome to this space. And I'm really excited to have you. Oh, thank you so much, Maureen. I, my love and Um, My adoration and admiration for you started way back when, and when I did see you start to post these podcasts, I just, I was mesmerized by them, and I think the work that you're doing and the work that you are um, sharing with your listeners and um, just exploding this unbelievable information, I think is fantastic, so Mm. I think. I think you're wonderful. So thank you. Oh, thank you. You know, and I'm just going to say out loud that I am going to sit and receive that because I know that as women receiving is not, um, it, it is natural to us, 
yet the way that we grow up and put others before ourselves um, sometimes puts us in the role of giver all the time. And I know that through my life experiences, you know, I've been put in positions where I needed to learn to receive. And um, so I will just say that about in general about receiving and say, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for being here. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm also mesmerized by your life and the path, the paths that you've taken that bring you to today. I'll say right off the bat, before we dive into anything that you just began your own company called Troubled Souls. And it's around sound healing and sound and healing. And um, uh, we're going to talk a lot about that because, you know, I always say the, the very basic but very general and very expansive premise of mystical sisterhood was always that joy and healing occur in the same spaces. And so having the conversation with you today you bring both, which is such a beautiful thing. So, and um, for the listeners today, you know, Steph is such a a playful, joyful, full of life person. And that's what you do. I know you bring to all your conversations and your work. But um, yeah, I always say like, how, how did you begin, you know, where you're in this line of work now that you've come to, were there rumorings when you were younger or did you start off in, you know, completely different fields of work or what has it been like for you? Well, first of all, I, I'm just, as I've gone through this trajectory of uh, a number of careers, I have um, found, uh, I've narrowed down to my top two values and those are fun and health. I'm sure that's no surprise to you, Maureen, (laughs) but, um, I, as a child, I was, um, when I was on sort of just, when, when I was in a comfortable space, I was um, very noisy and very bossy outwardly. I was a little shy. I I don't know if that will shock you, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, but I, you know, as I came into my own, I, I got more comfortable and using my voice and uh, back way back where I can, where, you know, when my earliest memories, I've, I've liked to lead mm-hmm. and I liked, I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to teach. I wanted to inspire way back when I was a little girl and literally for my birthday presents every year, I would say, mom, can you please take me to the the teacher store? I want to get the teacher's manuals and I want to teach my classes, my pretend classes. And so I never really wanted to be a teacher, but I wanted to be a leader. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, I think I was sort of born that way. Yeah. Um, and I've had opportunities to lead. And when I have had those opportunities, I've really enjoyed them thoroughly. Yeah. And then, um, but I've also circumstances have, you know, changed and I've had to go into a corporate world and just sort of get a, a stable job and go that route. But anywhere I go, I lead. So I, I, you know, I try to bring people with me and encourage them to be their best selves. And that's really the biggest thing that I, you know, that the thread amongst all of my careers is can't, how many people can I encourage to be themselves? Um, and when I do that, I think I am offering the world, um, a better place and a better space just because if everyone is really in their Mm -hmm. own space and doing the things that they're, they're, you know, 
their gifts and their souls, you know, whatever they came to this world to do, I think it does make a better place. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know Mm if hmm that answers your question, but. Yeah. It is, it is. And I, I wonder, you know, you said that there was that, the different ways that you showed up when you were little, like when you were in the safety, maybe of your own home or with friends or that you were able to show that side of you that was so playful. And then outwardly you were shyer, but that, that, quality do you think that leader like leadership and speaking your voice was that something that was sort of honored in your family as well i'm always intrigued by the way people grew up Um, yes, it absolutely was. And I have to say the sun is coming in and it looks like I'm sort of not in this world. <laughs> um, nice <laughs> not really sure. Um, anyway, so, uh, yes, I was, uh, well, first of all, I was a, an only child for seven years. So obviously the most informative years. And I think my parents rather, um, doted on me and they allowed me to talk and sort of never, shut up. And my poor little sister, when she came along, um, you know, she sort of had to go along with the ride. So, um, yeah, I definitely was encouraged to continue talking. Oh, beautiful. I love that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Some And it's, people do. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's such a, I think to be, especially with our parents' generation to come in and have your voice established and feel good about it because you can see that those things are really formed in early childhood. And I know like reclaiming my voice has been an adult journey. So I, I love and honor that. It's beautiful. I, you have a quote on, your website that I thought was really pretty and it's simple, but it's really straight to the point. And it's what, what you were just talking about, about encouraging other people to find the best version of you. And you wrote, anytime you look inward or learn something new, you become a better version of you. And I really like the way you worded that because sometimes I will think of like, oh, when you go inward, you form that connection with yourself. But then you like took it that step further and we're like, and it's going to it's going to net out as just a better version of you and the way it feels internally and externally. So I, I just it was simple, but it was so it was so perfect. Oh, thank you. Mm hmm. I just, I learned um, years ago uh, with one of the practices that I've been doing for about 15 years um, called network chiropractic. And you are, every time you go into having a tra entrainment, you do become a better version of yourself because you are connecting with past traumas and past experiences. And so when you really process all of those things that you're experiencing, then um, you can look at it with a very clear lens. You can see it for yourself. You can understand it. But then you can also recognize it when other people are going through those experiences. Certainly, it's great to listen if, you know, if someone's sharing an experience, um, but also if they are asking for support or help. then you can help them because you've shared an experience and you've owned it and you've looked at it in all sides, you know, not just like from yourself, but how the experience came about and the process. So I think it's really, um, it's a whole, it's a whole, a lot of steps, but I think it really, um, it does. I mean, it brings you to a new version and then you grow and we're always the, 
when you're curious about yourself and others and you keep growing and learning and you're you have a zest for you know educating yourself mm -hmm. and you know i think it just again it be, adds to the value of the world you know oh yeah best self i just if everyone can just be their best self and in their self you know in their soul then we're good oh yeah and so okay so that's what what is that modality again that you were just talking about where you went and and what does entrainment mean um so um i it's called network chiropractic i call it spinal network care okay um it was um uh developed by a gentleman by the name of donnie epstein and an entrainment um the the practitioners have to be chiropractors but mm -hmm. there is no manual adjustment it's the very lightest touch, but you're connecting with your movement, your breath, your energy, and all of your auras and all of uh, connections to yourself and to the universe and to each other. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, it's pretty, it's unbelievable. So an entrainment is you will lie down on a table and uh, the practitioner will, will palpate your spine to see where the tension is, is. And then where the tension is, they don't work on that spot. They work on a corresponding spot on the opposite side of your spine because mm -hmm. it's all work with your nervous system. And they get those pieces to connect so that those pieces are talking to each other. So the energy and the oxygen is moving up and down. It's like roto-rooter for your nervous system. Wow. Yeah. So it's just so at the end of an entrainment, you feel like you've breathed into these areas and you're getting your whole um, spine connected from, and you don't even realize like the tension that you are carrying in your spine. Yeah. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it's carrying, it's from the, literally from the moment you shot out of the womb, mm -hmm. you are carrying mm -hmm. stress and tension and how to, it's not getting rid of the tension. It's about, yeah. um, using that tension and that energy in the best possible way. So I don't know if that makes sense, but, um, yeah. you know, at the end of an entrainment, you just feel like a noodle because everything is connected and you just feel really good. And, oh, it know. sounds nice, <laughs> but <laughs> also healing, does it also release, um, it feels like it might be releasing on a cellular level, the things, cause I like how you just said from the moment and even in the womb, right. But from the moment we come out and, and you mentioned the nervous system, and I think that I think that's a good area to talk about a little bit because we always I think like the, the one general term people are so familiar with is fight, flight or fight, flight or freeze. It's like the what our nervous system goes into when we encounter situations in our outer world. But this idea that then we store those experiences and memories within our nervous system. So is that one area that you've really enjoyed learning about as well, or kind of know more about because of your uh, training and your, even your, um, your own physical experiences? Yes, uh, absolutely. I think um, my first real, um, um, bump up against fight flight and um just a nervous system issues um were you know came about my 10 years on the trading floor at the chicago board of trade in the chicago mercantile exchange mm -hmm. so i was um yelling and screaming with about 600 men um mm -hmm. all day long and fighting you know buying selling you know it's, it was very physical i was squished in between two really tall gentlemen 
Um, I don't know if I'd call them gentlemen. Um, <laughs> but, um, um, and it was, you know, you, you had to be very aggressive. And so uh, I was really, you know, you know it was, I, I had no tools to, um, to come down from the day. So I would come home and I would relive the experiences and the arguments that I would have. There were always arguments on the trading floor. Mm -hmm. And so I would relieve that, you know, relive them. And my husband would say, oh my gosh, you know, the, the vein in your head and the vein in your neck is sticking out. And I just mm -hmm. kept like the fight flight. My responses were up here. I just didn't know how to come down. Yeah. And I didn't, you know, I was a runner. So I was like relieving a little bit of stress that way. But I didn't really have any other tools. I knew like talk therapy, um, you know, was helpful. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, um, you know, I had to have my my body just started to break down. I was I came down with the craziest things. My doctor had the hardest time diagnosing me because I never fit any of the 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 um, the roles or whatever the models that would help him diagnose me. So I had pleurisy which is like an infection in the lining of my lungs i ended up with gallstones i just i had uterine fibroids it just was a mess mm -hmm. and so and then i you know i started okay my physical therapist i started having knee problems and all of these things happen when your spine just sort of goes like this so you start having you know pain in your neck pain in your leg pain in your knee it starts when people say well i was you know most people are not born out of alignment mm -hmm. you know some people are yes are born with scoliosis and you know and issues but but most people are born in alignment so what happens is you get out of alignment because of the stress it just balls up along your nervous system along your spine and so um it wasn't until i was at an event and i was just sharing everyone was sharing it was um i don't know there must have been 30 women there we were all going around and sharing and i said you know i'm in pain Mm -hmm. And someone said, well, what are you doing about it? And I said, well, you know, I'm going to a physical therapist. And they said, well, you know, do you want to continue to put a Band-Aid on this? Mm -hmm. Or do you want to really get to the root mm -hmm. of it? And I said, I'm ready to get to the root of this. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to face myself wow. and all my issues. Mm -hmm. And I can't live like this anymore. My body's breaking down. At the time, I was 30 years old. I was mm -hmm. like... It's enough already. So that's how I found um, spinal network care or network chiropractic. And that was my first, yeah. you know, experience with um, working with my nervous system and understanding that you cannot live in fight flight all day long. No, mm -mm. can't you can't live there. Uh, your body will eventually break down. Your nervous system can only happen, can only handle so much and it's going to pop out. It's going to show you you're going to have pain. You're going to have twitches. You're going to have mm -hmm. like, it's just going to, it's going to say I'm done. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. That's so fascinating. And I feel like that woman was an angel. <laughs> it all, It's like, it takes one person to ask one question and that just unlocked for you. I got chills when you said that, um, you know, when you think about the body manifesting what it does, obviously lots of conditions out there. But do you, you're a big runner. You've been a runner for a long time. And maybe I know you live in the Pacific Northwest, like, so maybe a hiker and different modalities too. But like, sometimes when people, this is kind of a side question, but like, let's say someone is an over exerciser or they exercise a lot. I don't 
don't want to say, I guess, over-exerciser, but they use their physical body a lot for exercise. I don't know what I'm saying. And then they get an en- injury that seems like it's almost like um, overuse or something. Do you sometimes see that as also a dysregulation of somewhere maybe in their nervous system or something that's because it's so easy to say like, oh, you ran too many miles or you did whatever, but is it's a broad question and it, you I might not be able to answer it, but it's like, is all enter, is all injuries or manifestation, like, do they have deeper root causes or I don't know? Uh, well, I, I happen to think <laughs> um, the answer is yes. Okay. Um, being just for the longest time for years, I just wanted to run. I, I, that's, I didn't want to do anything else. Yeah. And everyone's like, Oh, you got to cross train. It's, you know, good for your muscles. And you know, the overuse of your muscles, your muscles are just going to, you know, eventually just crap out. And the thing is, um, you, the, the overuse, um, you know, my running, I love running, but why was I running all mm. the time? Mm-hmm. You know, what was, was I running from something? What mm-hmm. was I doing? Was that just the only ticket that I had to relieve my stress? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so yes, if, if I would say my all, you know, running and no other cross training, that was me running away from stress. That was me running away from my thoughts and really mm-hmm. owning the thoughts. So, so yeah, overuse of muscles, um, of course, eventually you're just going to break down. And mm-hmm. then it's, what do I do? Then it's the physical therapist says, well, you know what? You should do yoga once a week. And, yeah. Oh, okay, <laughs> fine. So I bought into that. And um, and really nowadays when I'm doing my running and I'm doing my, um, my pound, my drumstick fitness, that together is just really, I can feel I'm, you know, bringing all the muscles or many of my muscles, I'm working them and I'm switching off and they're really enjoying it and they're sucking up mm. all the you know, mm-hmm. good energy and it feels, um, it does feel better. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. Um, yeah. Okay. Even overuse I think is something more, there is more to it, but that is a big, like you said, that's a big question. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe when you're in the midst of that, I don't think that's really easy to examine. Yeah. Yeah. And I often think too, that it's sometimes a bigger sign that the universe might be supporting a slowing down for some other reason. Right. And so, but I, I think your story is super valuable because you were in more intense work environments. You, you know, didn't have a way like none of us really did back then, because think about like how many things are exploding now for us to look at, but you still have people who are, just living in the same way and still don't have a release, whether that's a stress release or a um, just an emotional release or whatever it is, but there there's just um, different healing modalities now. So you kind of like, once you started stepping into your spinal network and, and that um, area of healing, did that begin then to lead you on what's really become a lifelong path for you? Oh, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because then I look at, you know, I actually, with the um, the spinal network care, I had a major um, family issue that I, I didn't really know how to address. And it really helped change the traje- trajectory of that um, situation in a very positive way. Yeah. Um, it was heading 
to, in fact, it headed to collapse. And then um, with the help of my practitioner, um, everything was resolved. Mm -hmm. And again, new versions of everybody. Mm -hmm. And we can look at relationships in a new way. It doesn't have to be the old way. And yeah, um, but it certainly did um, open the doors to a lot of things. Um, my sister really, she had started um, acupuncture and she was, she drove me crazy. You got to try it. You got to try it. You got to try it. And I finally bought into it and um, I absolutely love acupuncture. And I really, I think the cool thing about, and maybe it's just me, maybe I'm just coming up and learning all of these modalities um, because I'm open to it right now. And maybe mm -hmm. they've been here for, you know, and they have been, no, acupuncture's yeah. been on forever, you know, but so many of these um, modalities, I think are just becoming um, more, you know, they're coming to the forefront partly yes. because I'm recognizing and I'm open to it, but also mm -hmm. because I think in today's world, um, our health is more in our own hands than it ever was. Mm -hmm. So we get to look at, you know, if we really don't quite agree with what our doctor said, you know, he or she might be the end all be all, but we can add in these other things, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, and we can, and bring these all, th bring, you know, a bunch of different modalities together to bring us to the healthiest possible way. So I think it's, you know, partly me being open to it, partly, you know, everybody, the the world and how medical, yeah. you know, support is looking, you know, looked at today. Yeah. I think it's great though, because it's almost like the woman who asked you the question, like, are you willing to look beneath the bandaid? It's that then when you have the experience, then you become the figurehead or the, you know, the conduit or the speaker, the Oracle, whatever you call it for that to be shared with somebody else. And I do believe that a lot of things are opening up right now um, because of the needs of society. And, um, I too, when I was going through treatments for my diagnosis, I thought, well, I don't know much about acupuncture, but there's a, you know, well-respected woman around the corner. And I just trusted, I just trusted because I think like, I sometimes think the way my mind works, acupuncture in like Chinese medicine, that's complex stuff. But I'm like, you don't need to know everything, Maureen. You can just go and trust like if this is an ancient art there's a reason why it's still around or there was a, and and you know i i i'm always fascinated to what alternative practitioners or complementary therapists can share with you and it sounds like like through your journey and your willingness to look into um things you've experienced in your life and like take new perspectives that it allows you then to um I mean, I'm just thinking about like step into your leadership in new ways to guide people for what they might need in the form of questions or offerings of how to look at things or have you looked at it that way or what are you willing to, you know, not really carry anymore. So I can see that kind of thread and how some of those things have come together for you because I was looking at your website for Troubled Souls. So this just launched, right? Is that correct? Yeah. So congratulations. Thank you. Um, so really exciting. I've only, um, I had one, ex well, I've had a couple experiences with sound healing and one of them was really neat. You know, my brother, Tom, and we went to Austin, Texas um, for his 50th birthday. So that would have been like five years ago. 
And we, um, I found a woman in Austin and she is called, I believe the singing bowl lady. And she's known as that. And I think she's quite well known. And it was the neatest experience because we had rented a house in Austin. And I said, Hey, listen, everybody, I got this singing bowl lady and she's coming over. So everyone was on board and my dad was there. And so uh, that was five years ago and he was still doing pretty well at that point. And cause he had Parkinson's and he was never uh, Mr. Alternative. You know, he lived a pretty, um, pretty conventional life in so many ways. Who knows? Maybe he had a secret side. I'm sure he right. did. <laughs> but anyway, it was so neat because that day, you know, I said, Hey dad, this is what's happening. Are you willing to be a part of this? And we all, the woman came with all the beautiful bowls and we all like laid down. There were a lot of us and we just took up all the space in this big family room. And I remember looking over and it makes me want to cry because he, he, (laughs) yeah, like he had his eyes closed. I think he sat on the couch, but he was in the moment of receiving the reverberations and the healing power and the community that it built and everything in, in, in that experience. And it was super special. And so aside from that and going to a local yoga where, where this man did more of the gong therapy. um, Yeah. Like talk about like, you know, the pound pound pro or just everything around troubled souls. That's um, in kind of like included in what you're bringing together for your like special, like alchemy of what you believe to be really healing. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing. Uh, I'm, I'm, (laughs) Um, it's it it really it's it's so magnificent and obviously I feel very passionate about it um and I'm so grateful that your father had that experience and um wow Mm -hmm. uh well first of all let's think about it for a second now you mentioned that you had a two sound bowl singing bowl sound bath they're all the same thing experiences but really, truly, you've been listening to sound and music mm-hmm. your whole life. Mm-hmm. So you tell me <laughs> when you go to a concert of some band or singer that you love and you get into, you know, whether it's a great uplifting song and you just feel so empowered and this is awesome and you just feel like uh, you, you're just getting this just rush of just amazing endorphins and it feels awesome. Or you feel a really sad song and that brings you down and you feel sad and you feel that. That is sound. That's sound frequency. That takes you to places. Mm. So we've all had those experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the first time I had a sound bath experience, the woman played the singing bowls and she was um, a trained opera singer. So she sang and she played the bowls. And Mike and I my husband and I, we just cried. I mean, it just was so beautiful and it just calmed us down. And we just felt like, wow, this is amazing. So anytime I've, you know, seen, oh, there's a sound bath here. There's a sound bath here. I sign up for them. And, um, I learned a lot about since getting my certifications, I learned a lot more about sound baths than I really realized was happening. (laughs) Um, and I'll share that in a second. The, the, um, 
the other thing that I did um, years ago was I started taking, because I love fitness and I love fun, and um, someone introduced me to this class called Pound, and it is a drumstick cardio class. And we did it at a gym in the dark, and there were these lime green drumsticks, no drums, and you just rock out to the beat. And if you've had a, you know, a not so great of a day, and you just need to take it to the mat because you do, you use a yoga mat so you don't have to pound on a floor and wreck a floor, mm -hmm. um, but you just, you pound it out. And, and to get with the music, to get into the beat and rock with the music is just, an, again, you can lose yourself. Yeah. So, um, so my idea would be, or is, um, I thought, well, could I put those two things together? Because one is very kind of on the woo-woo side, sort of, and not a lot of people know about this, the sound baths, and but then there's this other cardio thing, and some people don't like group fitness classes, and I was like, but how could I just, like, this is like an alternative jam session. How could I put these together? And I thought, well, <laughs> this is like fight flight, you yeah. know, cardio jamming. Yeah. Like fight flight, yeah. and then like, how could I get people to come down within that hour Ooh. to relax? So I said, I'll play my singing bowls. So I thought, I'm going to try this class. I'm going to try to bring this all together and see if I can help people's nervous systems. And um, so one of the things um, I learned about the sound baths are, and I kind of touched on this before, but each singing bowl is associated with an energy center in your body. Mm -hmm. Some people are familiar with those um, as chakras. So, and some people are not, but they're just basically energy centers throughout your torso and up through your head. And some people say there's seven of them. Some people say in human design, there's nine. And some people say there's millions. Mm -hmm. um, but in any case, so when you play a sound bowl, it's a noise, it's a frequency. It's literally frequency, and that frequency attracts the cells in that energy center in your body. And it basically trains your cells or speaks to your cells, and your cells are like, ooh, this is good. Mm -hmm. And they all start marching together. And if you have some cells in that particular area that are wandering aimlessly and that are probably not the best cells, they realize like, oh, I can't get in into this sink. So they slough mm -hmm. off. Mm -hmm. So you can have at the at the end of a sound bath, like any, you know, massage or acupuncture or anything, it's really important that you drink lots of liquids, electrolytes. Yeah. So you can flush all that, you know, um, those energy that cells that don't belong or that yeah. can't get in line. Um, you know, so that you can release them. So um it's funny, I had a uh, yoga, um, a, a woman that I know who um, teaches, uh, she opened up a new yoga practice or no, new yoga studio here. And she said, would you want to do this class that you're talking about? Would you do it on a Friday night? And I was like, oh, mm -hmm. Friday night. Right. <laughs> and then I thought about it. And years ago, I used to do a Friday night class, um, Soul Cycle, a spin mm -hmm. class. And it was amazing. You, you know, you took all of the week, you got on the bike at the end of the day, and you pedaled your brains yeah. out, and then you re relaxed, yeah. and then you could go on to this beautiful weekend. But there was no real, like, calming place, like, after yes. you yeah. left right. everything on the bike, you're mm -hmm. like, now where do I go? And people are like, oh, let's go drink, you know? And so, so I thought, well, wait, I could do this for people on Friday nights. Yeah. 
and but I could then send them off to a really amazing weekend. Oh, that's amazing. So Yeah. yeah, so I think just the 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 sound is so incredibly healing. Um Yeah. And yeah, so it's it's just magical. That's beautiful. And then I just and I do Yeah. that, you know, I I also I do um have clients where I just meet with them one-on-one. -on -one. They want to talk about, you know, up-leveling themselves, talk about, you know, what's going on in their, in their minds and their bodies. And then, you know, let's connect with that. Let me connect with the singing bowls and which energy center seems to need support. Yeah. And I also play tuning forks, which I, when I learned about them, I was like, this is nothing. I couldn't believe when I started using it on myself, I was like, whoa, wait, this, there's something, this is amazing. Especially when you can put the tuning fork on you. My Yeah. knee Mm hurt. I use the tuning fork that's associated with the root chakra. I put it on my knee right there. It vibrated right in my knee. And then I was like, oh my God, my knee doesn't hurt anymore. How'd that That's happen? fascinating. Yeah, Yeah. that's really cool. So much of what you just shared, there's so much in it. Do you feel like in terms of your sort of coming to this work, um, like when you meet with clients, are you, obviously you've done a lot of training, but is it a lot of intuition you're using too in terms of that person in front of you? And then you're just like, okay, okay, I need this. Or you pull it in and what's best for them. Um, you know what it is, it's definitely intuition, but it's also listening. These people, when I sit down with them, they're telling me when I say, tell me, you know, what's going on in your life. It, you could even tell me like, Hey, I had a great weekend. I went to this and I went to that. And I, you know, I did this, I did this hike. And I'm like, all right, in my mind, I'm like, she did a hike. So she worked her legs out really hard. So maybe her root chakra needs a little support. Mm hmm. Mm So when I listen you know, the, the clients are telling me what they need. hmm. Yeah. So I'll sit, you know, I'll pull, okay, okay, I need this tuning fork. I need this tuning fork. I need this singing bowl. I need this singing bowl. And then I can, you know, or if you say, I mean, there's also the singing bowls, you know, it doesn't all, they're not always associated with um, physical pain, but it's also like, I'm really stressed out. I can't sleep. You know, I keep overeating. I'm drinking too much. I, you know, there's a lot of emotions Mm hmm and there's certain singing bowls that you can put through that are associated with those emotions and those feelings too. yeah So. Ooh, I love it it reminds me of that movie heal did you ever see a heal and it's a it was probably produced around 2016 17 but it's got all sorts of different practitioners and they have a sound specialist in that where they're healing from you know they follow a few people and one woman's going through cancer treatments but Oh, it is yes, I did see it. Yes, yes, you yes. saw it and i think Yes. she's in a room maybe with headphones on but the 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 man is a specialist in sound and sound reverberation and how healing um i really liked how you just said the the it's almost like the it's like ants marching and the ones that aren't healthy they can't come and and rejoin and and come together and that's super powerful i find this area of work very profound because we've got um you know mental health professionals and a lot of coaches that are doing you know they might be doing like between the thinking mind and emotions but there's that and then We can physically move our body, but this is energy. This is sound. Sound is energy. Everything's energy. But this is working on that energetic body that um, 
is sometimes the last place people look like sometimes emotions is like the last place people look, but really, really, really powerful. I think in terms of, um, a lot of, um, just integrating of experiences and integrating of the body that people are looking for these days. Mm -hmm. Has it, is it kind of, yeah, I was going to ask, has it kind of surprised you like who, who shows up and who's coming or who are you just like always in awe sort of like where you find yourself now? Yeah, I, I, uh, it's, it's mind blowing to me. I just, for the people who are open, and by the way, let me just say, I am not curing cancer. Mm-hmm. I am an additional modality that you can add, but I'm not going to cure like major, major disease. Um, but I can help you with your tension mm-hmm. and your stress, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. One of the, one of my clients, I, I this is the most fascinating thing to me. This is a client. Um, she is 77 years old mm-hmm. and she has been addicted to opioids for years, years. And um, I thought, well, you know, let me, I'll try to, let's see if I can get you, you know, into a place where you might have some pain relief because Mm -hmm. it's all about this pain that um, she experiences. So, you know, I've worked hard and this is all on Zoom. So I, I am doing my singing balls and my tuning forks with my, with Zoom and my um, microphone. And so um, I'm able to get her to a place where she is just zoned out. Mm-hmm. Um, most recently, I was like, hello. <laughs> you know, and I have them put their phones down if they're using their phone or their laptop or whatever, they're lying down. So I'm like, Hello. And I, I'm trying to get to come to have her come back to, you know, reality. And she, you know, she's like, whoa, you know, and she always says like her, her neck, she has neck pain, shoulder pain, mm-hmm. arm pain, knee pain. And so um, she, you know, she's like, oh my God, my neck feels so much better. Mm-hmm. My shoulders feel relaxed and released. And um, I had an experience when she said to me, oh my gosh, I literally forgot to take my pills. (laughs) And that just, I I was shocked because, you know, someone who is, you know, so regimented with their, their medications, Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you don't take that at, you know, 12 o'clock on the nose, you're going to start, you know, having some sort of adverse feelings. Absolutely. So I know there's a countdown happening. Mm-hmm. So when she said that she forgot to take her pills one day, I was like, wow, super powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, so and that, that, yeah. And it's just sort of like being with the, I, I appreciate you saying that, like, here's what I'm offering. Here's what I do. This is the way, this is what my offer is to you for you. And then in just whatever occurs, then so be it. Right. So be it. And, so and it is. sort of, and so it is. And so just like allowing that. And then sounds like a lot of like just grace and ease and flow and a lot of the qualities and the qualities of how we want to feel. I mean, I feel it in my neck right now. I need some tuning fork and it, it's true. We're all carrying around so much. I see so many possibilities for the work. Oh, mm-hmm. Thank you. I, yeah. I just, it's, it really, it's a partnership mm-hmm. really. Um, I have to be able to listen Mm -hmm. and the person has to want to share. Yeah. 
and they, mm-hmm. and they, they, they have to, um, obviously be open. If you're not open to this, then it's not going to work. Right. You know, and even myself, I, you know, and with the tuning forks, I wanted to try to poke a hole in it because mm-hmm. I thought, what is this? You know, just yeah. banging a noise, mm-hmm. you know, but it really, when you start to see the effects, then you start to say, okay. Right. Um, so, you know, even in the very beginning with the spinal network care, um, I didn't take to it right away. Yeah. I just kept coming because I, she, the practitioner said, you know, just be patient. Mm-hmm. I got you. And I said, okay. And sure enough, mm-hmm. it happened. Mm-hmm. I wanted it that bad. Yeah. So I think, again, it's a, it's a partnership. It's, um, you know, a loving, supportive um, way to move forward a piece that, you know, maybe could create some space in someone else's mm-hmm. life. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And um, allows, you know, I think that everyone, what they're drawn to, to what we're drawn to at, for our work, but then the people who come to all sorts of different things, it's we're drawn to what's for us, I think. And sometimes we go and it's like, oh, it's not for us, or maybe it is. And we have resistance to it when it actually is for us. Uh, but totally. um, I think the people that will find your name, or I always think like with the podcast, the perfect person listening, and it sounds like you do meet with people over Zoom. So that's a possibility. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. That's exciting. Um, I'm so, so excited. You know, we've covered a lot of things today before we finish up. Is there anything that you would want the listeners to know, or do you feel complete with what you've shared? I think troubled souls is just a gorgeous, beautiful offering to humanity. It's, 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 I love it. And I'm so happy you're here with me today. And with us. Thank you. Again, Mm I'm a little emotional. Thank you so much. (laughs) Maureen, for um, for the experience, um, to share it with you and to be with you in this space. Um, I just, I hope that when I come to Chicago again, I need a hug. Absolutely. And yeah, I think the only thing I want to add is that, um, you know, I personally think that our, our most critical need um, is love. Mm. So if, um, if you feel um, that if you feel unloved or if you haven't found a way to express love for yourself, I think really that's the most important thing. So I think if, and, and if you can love yourself, then I think it makes it easier to love others. Mm -hmm. So I think that however that looks for anybody listening for me, for you, for anyone, um, I think that's the most important thing to look at is, self-love and then we can take it from here. Ah, it's a beautiful place to just kind of leave the listener and that pondering for themselves, themselves, really. It's like going to self first and foremost and, and nothing, you know, I think when we're brought up, we're just not in our generation, we weren't brought up to consider ourselves necessarily on that, in that inner internal way. And, what could be more important than to understand who we are and love ourselves as much as we can in this lifetime and bring that forward to everyone we interact with? I love that. You can see like a little blog on your on your <laughs> um, website coming. So your website is? Uh, troubledsouls.com. And it's treble, like the treble clef, like a musical note. It's troubledsouls.com. Okay, good. And did you start a social media around it yet or not yet? 
I did. I have an Instagram page. It's troubled.souls. Okay. And uh, I've just connected it with um, the Troubled Souls Facebook page. And Perfect. so I'm just getting that started. And really what I'm doing right now on, on the pages, um, talking about, um, I'm going through each, um, each sound bowl, each mm -hmm. singing bowl and talking about what they represent and potentially if you have some blockages in a particular area and how to do an exercise or do something to get rid of that blockage and mm. I explain what a blockage might look like in this particular yes. area. So I'm just making that. And then, you know, some of my, my drumming fitness classes and, you know, showing a few poses or, you know, a few movements and, um, but it more sounds, yeah, there. it's so cool. I love it. Um, congratulations again. Thank you. thank you. Thank you for being here. And thanks for the listeners for listening in today. Um, I know, you know, our friends, your friends, they're going to have a great time listening to it, but I just think it's getting this work out into the world. And so we'll put everything in the show notes, but to the listener, thank you. And thank you, Steph. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to continued partnerships. Oh, please, please, please. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Okay. All right. <laughs> till, till next time, Mystical Sisterhood listeners, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mystical Sisterhood. If you love what you heard, please visit Apple Podcasts and subscribe and leave a review and share with a friend if you're called to do so. To learn more about my one-on-one -on -one coaching programs or join the Mystical Sisterhood membership, visit MaureenSpielman.com or MysticalSisterhood.com. Thanks so much. I'll see you in the next episode.